Hey, everybody. I'm Mark Reith. Welcome to a special edition of Industry Focus. Today is Thursday, so that means we're talking energy. Uh, but today we are going to be running an interview between Motley Fool analyst Travis Hoyam and SunPower CEO Tom Werner. Uh, this took place at the end of November at SunPower's Analyst Day. They go through the future of solar power and how SunPower is going to fit into that. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and we will be back to our regularly scheduled broadcast tomorrow. Hi, Bulls. I'm Travis Hoyam with The Motley Fool. Uh, and today we're lucky enough to have with us Tom Werner, CEO of SunPower. Tom, thanks for being with me. It's great to be here. Uh, so, you had Analyst Day yesterday, a lot of really exciting announcements in the last couple of weeks. Um, but before we dive into all, into all of that, I want to get a little bit of a feel for uh, what the solar industry is, how big this opportunity is, and where SunPower fits in it. Yeah, when we did Analyst Day, we did talk about some specific things we were doing, but we talked about the backdrop that we're operating in. And it's, it's really phenomenal. I mean, if you think about solar has 30% compound annual growth rate for 20 years. So you say, well, this is a really big industry, must have a huge impact, a huge market share. But in fact, in the electri uh, electricity generation industry, we're 1%. Mm -hmm. So while we've grown 30% a year, we're 1% of a $2 trillion market. So really, we're just at the beginning. So it's a $120 billion solar industry that is just at the beginning. When you look out to 2035, uh, the electricity industry will be twice as big, $4 trillion. And we think, uh, and industry analysts think, that the solar industry will be 10x as big as it is today. So there's, you know, we're just at the beginning. This is a massive opportunity. So, I mean, huge opportunity. And how, uh, there's a lot of companies that are competing in this space in a lot of different ways. How does SunPower differentiate itself from competitors? Well, at our foundation, SunPower is a technology company. We're Silicon Valley based. Uh, we've had uh, Stanford Prof founded us 30 years ago. Uh, we we're heavily influenced by semiconductors, Cypress Semiconductor. Uh, and uh, so at our heart, we're a technology company. We make the world's best solar technology because it's highest conversion efficiency. Uh, so over time, we were making that solar cell, then we made panels. Then we made uh, systems, and now we make uh, solar energy. And what our customers buy is solar energy. And what we're, where we're going is to be an energy company, and more of an energy solutions company. So we'll still be great at solar panels, uh, and we will advance that technology. But to that, we'll add electronics, uh, storage, energy management, and be a solutions company uh, for our customers. So we'll be a, a technology company. We also forward integrated in our sales channels 10 years ago. And so we own the channel for residential, commercial, and utility scale, and we're international. So we're diversified across all segments, across all geographies, at our base, though, a technology company. So, and I think you know that technology is, is key. Um, to put a few numbers to that, uh, your X-Series panel is 21.5% efficient versus a commodity panel, which is 14 to 16% efficient. Um, and I think, you know, you highlighted that a few times that uh, you're getting about 50% more power from some power panels if you put them on your roof, for example. But that's not quite the whole story because the degradation is, is lower as well. Is that, is that well, correct? Well, as you uh, move to selling energy, then what matters is the energy production over the life of the system. So if you start with a 50% advantage, then you're interested in uh, how does it perform over the life of the system. And our advantage grows over time because our panel produces more energy per rated watt. Uh, it also is degrades less uh, slowly because it's fundamentally a different architecture. 
and it lasts longer. So uh, you, you might sign a PPA or a lease for 20 years, but the system's going to last 25, 30, even 40 years. So we have a higher residual value as well. And so as the industry moves to becoming an energy industry, that's to our favor because that's what customers buy. And so, and that's really highlighted in some of the changes you've made in the residential market. Um, can you go into, uh, you've, you've really sort of vertically integrated, not quite to owning the trucks, um, and, and right. I think there's some reasons behind that, um, but you're, you're doing more of the sales yourself, yes. uh, more of the engineering, and then getting into things like batteries, which yes. will, uh, you highlighted that a little bit yesterday, yes. that uh, you know, now we're going to be controlling our energy yes. with apps uh, and things like that, yes. and, and solar will be a huge piece of yeah. that. Well, you know, you look at the pace of change in solar and it took decades, but now it's rapidly changing. And I think you go out a few years and we're going to look back and say, you know, that we were just shipping these systems. Uh, it's going to look kind of archaic. Uh, this is all about um, uh, complete energy solutions because today, when you pay your energy bill, you just pay it. You don't even, yeah. in fact, it's probably auto paid. So it's something that just happens. People that buy solar energy want to control their own destiny. They want freedom, they want to make an impact on the environment. So what we're going to do is we're going to add storage and energy management so that uh, a consumer will control when they use solar energy and they're going to control load. And when you can do those two things, you have total control of your uh, energy bill. And so what you're going to see is it's, it's going to be incredibly exciting because as a consumer, you go from no control to freedom, no control to total control. Uh, over the next near term, you know, within 10 years for sure, and probably five years. And that really takes away some of those peaks and valleys that solar uh, energy has. That's always one of the criticisms that I hear is that, well, it's, it's an intermittent energy source, but if you can, you know, store a little bit of that energy in, in this, in your, you know, providing an right. energy solution, um, th that's not quite the same impact that it used to be on the grid. Yeah, it used to be five years ago, it was uh, solar cost too much and it's intermittent. We're solving the cost too much, and we hear that a lot less because it's competitive with conventional electricity. So now you have intermittency. Well, if you can store, then you solve that. And of course, capitalism works. If you have a problem and it's worth something, it's going to be solved. So storage is going to be economical. And now I have, uh, I, I essentially have my own power generation at my disposal, and I can control it. And of course, you add software to that, you can do amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, you're um, growing in the residential market, something you're really focusing on. But one thing I think that's interesting uh, is the commercial market for you guys. Um, and this is, a, this is a really large market. Um, residential gets a lot more publicity, uh, but commercial is just as big, if not larger, especially here in the U.S. Um, and, what, and what I think is interesting is that you have very sophisticated buyers in the commercial market uh, who really understand that long-term value proposition. Uh, and you're, you're working with companies like Verizon, uh, Target, you know, some of the biggest solar, solar companies, uh, solar buyers in the world. Um, so how do you, uh, how is that an advantage for uh, SunPower and, and, and uh, how, how are they understanding, I guess, um, this long-term value proposition that you're, that you're making? Well, you named some of our important commercial customers, you know, add Macy's to that list, add a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, tech companies, uh, Brocade, uh, Marvell, Applied Materials, Hewlett Packard, Agilent, you know, there's a whole bunch. Why do they do business with us? A, they want a future-proof product. They want something that, uh, it's not like a plasma TV where I wish I wouldn't have bought it, you know, it, it reduced in price or changed, I could buy something better. You want a product because you bought it, it, put it on your roof for 20 years, you want the best. 
uh, you want a company that will be there for 20 years uh, so that they say they're going to produce a certain amount of energy, they're there to prove it uh, and to guarantee it, to service it, to, even though there's very, very little bit of uh, service. You want financing um, and, as you pointed out, it's a, a sophisticated buyer. So they want to know about levelized cost of energy. They want to know about how much cost per kilowatt hour, whereas a less sophisticated buyer is still sort of, what does it cost? What's the sticker? What's that what's capital the cost? Payment? Yeah, what's the down payment, yep. exactly. Um, and so what you have there is a commercial customer that understands why to buy SunPower. And as we said yesterday at Analyst Day, we are a premium brand, and people pay more for a premium brand because they get more and commercial uh, customers completely understand that. Um, the other business that you're very large in, uh, the majority of your business is utility scale. Um, and this is also another, another business that doesn't quite get the same publicity, but this is actually the largest segment in the solar market, not only here in the US, but worldwide as well. Um, and you're really doubling down on that with a product called C7 and uh, eventually C12. So tell us a little bit about um, the expansion there and, and how those products fit into that. Well, you said commercial buyers are sophisticated. Take it one step further with a utility buyer, right? Because that's what they do, energy. And a more sophisticated buyer is good for SunPower because our product is the best. And so when we can explain that and they appreciate that, that's good. We also have the longest history of any solar company of building large-scale solar plants. So uh, utilities can look back and say, how's that one performing? How's that one performing? So they have a track record that they can uh, count on and that becomes bankable. Uh, and bankability is a huge factor in the economics of a utility scale system. So when a utility looks at SunPower, they say, okay, I get the best technology, I know they're going to do it on time, I know it's going to work, and I know I can finance it at very economic rates. The other factor is, is I know that they're going to continue to innovate. So we're doing things with going from a one sun, no concentration, to using mirrors to shine more sunlight onto a solar cell. Uh, so going from seven times magnification, as you pointed out, to 12 over the next 18 or 24 months, which means that I get more energy out of the same system. Uh, and we're primarily deploying that in China. Um, we have some really interesting work there where there'll be massive power plants built. So we have these options, C12, concentrated 12, concentrated seven, or just a normal tracking system with direct uh, sunlight. And utility customers will say, you're economic, you're blue chip, I can count on you, and that's how we're positioned. And, and one of the things that I think is key about that is that it really leverages the, the cells that you make. Um, because capacity has been an issue really over the last 12 to 18 months. You've been running at full capacity. Um, you're expanding that capacity with a 350 uh, megawatt plant, uh, and then another one, uh, Fab 5 again uh, next year. But the C7, C12, um, basically, building the same number of cells, you can you can magnify the right. amount of amount of megawatts uh, you're building from utility scale projects. Yeah, I think the uh, uh, people that track the company financially will really like the C7 and C12 products because the C12 product is ten times the capital efficiency of a normal uh, uh, one sun product, 
and that can be big numbers. When you look at the uh, forecast that we gave yesterday and you go out five years, that could be as much as a billion dollars of fab capacity that we get for free with magnification or virtually for free. So it's a huge deal in terms of capital efficiency over the next five years. And their customer wins too because they're gonna get economic energy that's really reliable. So it's one of those things where everyone wins. Um, so you brought up China, especially with the utility scale um, projects. Curious about international expansion because um, you're one of the, the largest international solar companies, um, but you don't operate everywhere. Uh, and, and you're very focused on places like Chile, uh, South Africa, where you're building a, a small manufacturing plant uh, in China. Why do you choose those markets and not other markets? For example, India, uh, they just came out with, they're planning on building 25 gigawatts. That's not even a market that you have um, you know, in your focus. Um, so what's, what's the reason that you choose mm -hmm. some markets and not other markets? Um, so our strategy as a company is to only sell our product, product that we make because it's the best technology. So that means almost always we're on allocation. So we have to choose where we're going to sell. And where we sell is where we have strategic advantage and where the customer values uh, a better product and a long-term relationship. Um, so uh, Chile, Mexico, uh, Middle East, uh, South Africa, all have those attributes. You know, long-term relationships, value a quality product, uh, places where we'll do business in the long term, so we choose to allocate there. China was uh, twofold. One, uh, it will be, it is, and will be for the next several decades, the largest uh, new energy generation market in the world for several decades. So if you're going to be a big energy player, you have to be in China in our view. So we ha we, we, it was strategic to say we need to be there. Um, and then secondly, we had a great partnership with a state-owned enterprise called TZ Group. Um, and their $30 billion state enterprise, they proved that they were great technologists. And so it was a great match because they're good at technology, we're good at technology. And so we've been able to work with TZ Group and expand in China into two JVs that had the potential, the probability for three gigawatts of sun power systems over the next five or so years. Yeah, that's and that seems like a huge, that, that could be your, potentially your biggest market um, yeah, in the next three, three or five years. Um, one of the things that you've really changed over the last year in particular is this whole co-yield co-strategy. And you know, one of the criticisms on the market is that, that SunPower isn't growing. And from a revenue perspective, that's, that's correct. Um, but what's hidden in that is that you're holding more and more projects on the balance sheet. And that's something that you, you said that you're planning to do again next year with 300 to 400 megawatts uh, that you're, you're going to build on the balance sheet. What's the driver of that and why is that good for shareholders long term? Yeah, they, they, first of all, the fact is when you do the math, it ta unfortunately it takes a little bit of work. When you do the math, we are growing. We're going to grow next year and we're going to triple capacity over the next five years. And our revenue that we showed yesterday is going to grow dramatically over the next five years. You're right, in the next 14 months, we're also holding projects on our balance sheet, uh, which will lower the amount of revenue because it, they're on our balance sheet. We haven't taken them through the P&L. The reason we do that is the NPV of the project goes up dramatically. The risk premium of solar have come down so that um, uh, building projects on your own has a great, much higher economic value. And what investors need to focus on is when we uh, tap that balance sheet potential, either through selling later 
or through a yield code, there'll be great shareholder value generated, significant shareholder value generated, but it'll be equity shareholder value if we choose to do yield code. Um, and so it's delayed, but it's delayed because it's a higher MPV. So it's not, not growth, it's growth or, or stability plus delayed shareholder value that's significant. Uh, and it's not that far away. And we're talking about making a decision in first quarter of next year. Um, and in 14 months, even with a yield co, we'll be growing revenue. So you can get both. You can get yield co and revenue growth in 14 months. In the interim, you get the untapped potential of the balance sheet. And, and something that is sort of different from you from other companies, you're keeping this on the balance sheet, but at the same time, you're also profitable. Um, which, which I think is, is sort of notable um, in an industry that is full of a lot of companies who aren't profitable right Well, now. you know, they, they, we've been here before, right? In 2000, it was about you know, trying to create new metrics. You know, don't look at the P&L, look at clicks. Uh, and, you know, it reverts back to fundamentals always. Uh, and we're not going to go chase some new metric. We're a fundamentals company, you're right. We're going to deliver a P&L and we're going to deliver uh, a hold co strategy so that you can get both with SunPower. But because it will be a reversion back to financial metrics, everyone knows that. Uh, it's just, can you exploit, can you work in a different paradigm? We don't need to chase that paradigm. We're going to deliver fundamentals because we're sort of, the, you know, we've got 10 years of mass production. We've developed a business model that works. And, and how does, so we talk, we've talked a lot about the diversification of, of your business model. Um, you're not tied to, to one market, and I think that's really something that's key uh, for long-term investors like us at The Motley Fool. Um, and, and one thing that's coming up in the next couple of years is the ITC uh, investment tax credit is uh, expiring in 2017. Mm. That could have a huge impact on the U.S. market. And this is something that we've seen in the past. Just to, You can just look back in the last five years. Germany is kind of right. boom and bust. Spain booms yep. and busts. Um, this, is, this happens over and over again. And if you're very reliant on one market. So is that, I mean, is, I think you've, talked yesterday that you've done that very intentionally, uh, really diversified your business, not only in residential, commercial, and solar, but internationally as well. And, and is that a big reason why? It's a huge reason why. Uh, on, uh, we have uh, several senior executives that have been in solar for over 30 years. Solar's gone through several boom and bust cycles, or boom and less boom cycles, uh, because of uh, incentives changing. Um, and as we get cost down, we're less sensitive to incentives, but we still are. As you point out, the ITC is a big deal. Um, and even without incentives, you have policy, and policy can change. Access to the grid could be inexpensive or expensive. Rate structures can change, get less credit or more credit. And so if you become overly dependent on one market, you're counting on uh, managing both incentives and policy, which has uh, you know risk associated with it. So we diversify risk by being purposely geographically diversified, segment diversified, and we're adding a new dimension, which is uh, business uh, plan diversification, meaning uh, we'll sell solar electrons, but we'll also do energy solutions like storage and energy management. And what that means is we're, we're less uh, sensitive to boom, to great cycles and, and down cycles, um, and we're building a fundamental company that has the opportunity to be a really massive company because of the approach we take, which is you know, a five-year or 10-year perspective, not a one-quarter or three-quarter perspective. That, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so, if, if I can kind of like put all these pieces into one sort of investment thesis, I think, I think the big thing that separates SunPower is, like you said early on, the technology. 
So, you know, on the same token, the biggest risk with SunPower is technology risk. Um, you know, you make a silicon-based uh, solar panel. That's essentially what, you know, the Chinese companies are making, commodity uh, silicon solar panels. But why is your panel fundamentally different, and why is it that, um, you, you know, I shouldn't be worried about the latest press release of a world world record uh, solar cell that seems to come out, you know, every other day, yep. or they're putting uh, solar cells in windows. Yeah. Um, you, you know, yeah. Yeah. why is this a durable co competitive advantage for you? Yeah. Well, when I started 11 years ago, I said to my founder, I said, you know, there's an announcement every day about higher efficiency or about this, you know, paint on solar. And he said, Tom, there's a lot of materials that can turn sunlight into electrons. There's just not many that can do it efficiently. And it turns out it's extraordinarily hard to keep increasing efficiency. It's just like a lot of things, you know, coming up from really low number to a higher number is not that hard, but when you're at 20% going to 21 and to 25, that takes, it's a system. You can improve one thing, but it affects another thing. We have a fundamentally different architecture that is more challenging to make. And so the key to the lock is this unique architecture at scale and nobody has our architecture. We're the only one with a back contact, back junction solar cell, fundamentally harder to make. So when you say other silicon companies, they're making a different architecture. And what, they're, what the challenge is for them is how do I take that lower efficiency architecture and tune it to higher efficiency? And it's really hard to do because when you tune one variable, another variable changes. You have to change the fundamental architecture. We have that. And we have tons of patents, but more importantly, it's just really hard to mass produce. We introduced a 20% cell in mass production in 2004. It's news that one of our competitors is going to introduce a 20% cell next year, mm -hmm. right? They, it, that's the difference, right? And we're moving the 25 over the next few years in mass production. This is hard to do. And, and if I'm not mistaken, um, really it comes down to the engineering of every single piece of the manufacturing process. Um, it isn't just one one thing that uh, somebody else could copy. You, know, you mentioned the back contact. Well, that's that's a piece of it, but you know your your silicon is a little bit higher quality. Um, yes. it, there's the back contact. There's the yes. way that the cells connect with each other. Yes. There's all these pieces that yes. go into it, and it's it's not just one thing. It's it's you would have to. You would have yes. to engineer or reverse engineer multiple things to, to make the same product. Well, well for products. sure, our, our, our solar cells have been cross-section every year for ten, you know, 10 or 15 years, and it's maddening for competitors, right, because, oh, I'm going to copy their front surface, uh, you know, uh, uh, passivation. I'm going to copy their back surface mirror. I'm going to, you know, the way they do contacts with their metal. Uh, and you can't copy one piece. It's a system. Uh, and it took a brilliant man like Dick Swanson to think through the complete system, and then we have great engineers that have refined the inherent concept. So you can't copy a piece of it. You need to understand the whole system. And what's great about our engineering is, is that they're fundamentally, fundamentally and theoretically uh, based. So we don't do trial and error about this idea, see if it works. We start with physics, device physics. We start with the, how an electron travels. And so a lot of our competition's trying to copy or take ideas, and you can't. You have to start with physics. Um, and also, you have the benefit of 10 years of mass production. So you, you do have the benefit of, uh, well, the physics work, but it's a little different in the real world, and we take that learning and build it in. So our IP protection, our trade secrets, our systems knowledge is a completely a durable competitive advantage. Now, to that, we add the software, the storage, energy management, and we expand that to other areas. 
Well, uh, very interesting company to follow. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed following the solar industry and SunPower in particular. Um, I think this is a, you know, a very, uh, there's a lot that goes into um, your business, but you know a lot of potential over the next uh, next few years, as you talked about, growing into a trillion dollar market, which is uh, which is a huge, huge market potential. Uh, so I thank you for being here and spending the time with me. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity here. is unbelievably big. That's all for now. Uh, but we have more coverage on Fool.com. Uh, lots of coverage on SunPower and the in the solar industry.